for two Kickers are extra, I give them the boot Ooh, throwing for two Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew Ooh, now I'm reclining While putting my time and I'm ready to go My spine is aligning And much my lineups, my bank account grows I am so rich But knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with Ooh, listen to this Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh, DFS Dynasty Redraft tonight, I'm not finishing last I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping and woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 349 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert, and you can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we are live every Wednesday night on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, on all major podcast networks, and now on the brand new website, goingfor2.live. You can find all of our audio and video stuff there. Um, you can follow it. You can listen to it live right there on the website. Again, going for two dot live. Uh, if you're on YouTube watching us, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Helps us out a ton. I'm here as always with my co-host, Mr. Ryan Searfoss. What's up, man? Uh, not much. Just living the dream. Living the dream. <laughs> also joining. I don't know. Intros are all weird. <laughs> Intros are weird. Uh, speaking of intros are weird. Uh, what's up, Shane? What's up? <laughs> How's it going, fantasy football Twitter dad? <laughs> so that speaking is speaking of weird comments. <laughs> that voice you hear, Mr. Shane Barrett, host of the Red Zebra, Red Red Zone Redemption. That's a hard thing to say. There, you got like a tongue twister for a podcast name. Sorry about that. <laughs> Red Zone Redemption. Uh, he's also a contributor at RotoHeat.com. You can follow him at FF Shane B. Uh, you've also probably seen him on our show uh, the during the off season, our um, our PLPs, <laughs> our personal lead podcasts. Shane, man, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. It's uh, middle of the fantasy season. Uh, everyone complained about week six being weird, but I had a really good week, so I don't know what that tells you about my teams. Um, at Did least this, this year, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, always happy to be on the show, so thanks for having me, and uh, ready to kick it with you and Ryan. <laughs> good stuff. All right, as always, guys, the show's brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Check out their best ball leagues, huge tournament, private leagues. Uh, pick them for all major sports. Uh, use our promo code GF2 and get a deposit match up to $100. Simple as that. Sign up, use promo code GF2, and start drafting your best ball teams. And you can also do your pick if you're in a place that accepts or allows you to do them. Uh, we actually do one tonight. If you want to tune in for that, uh, we'll do a, a three-leg parlay on, uh, on Underdog. Uh, tonight's show is a great show. We got a spade or fade as usual. Uh, we're gonna do some buy or sell, like uh, like um, Shane mentioned, where it's sort of the midseason point. Got to start thinking about: uh, Are you a, a playoff team? Or are you not a playoff team? Uh, we'll do some listener questions, but of course, we'll kick it off with our nonsense draft. Attention, everyone! Let's mock draft. So today we are drafting things you would use in a fight to the death if you were locked inside of a hospital. So me, Shane, and Ryan are locked in a hospital. Only one of us is coming out alive. We get to take three things with us. 
Uh, and we're going to draft those three things now. And as always, the guest gets to go first. So, uh, Shane, what you got for your first pick here? Man, I am coming out on the offensive, and I have nothing to apologize to either of you for. I am taking the ND1011 Dual Function Electric Orthopedic Bone Drill. <laughs> He's got the damn model number and everything. I <laughs> found it on Google. <laughs> this man's done his research. I love it. <laughs> it's- um yeah that i think that will uh hold you guys off uh for a little while yeah i like it good stuff all right ryan you got the 102 wow i was i i thought i was fancy because i looked up the term defibrillator instead of just saying that electric paddle thingy <laughs> um I'm gonna, get, I, I'm gonna get that defibrillator post that in front of the bathroom throw some water on the floor electrocute your ass and get too close <laughs> nice i like it i like how you thought it out too throw some water on the ground yeah that's nice Flood them toilets out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So mine is a little bit more uh, you know, old school, uh, you know, because I guess I am the oldest one on here. But mine's more like blunt force trauma. I'm just getting a pair of those heavy metal crutches and I'm just going to whack the hell out of somebody. Whoever gets close, uh, you could bring your defibrillator and see if you can get close enough with my crutches. Same with my bone drill, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. My crutches are going to keep you all at bay. All right, uh, back to you, Shane, at the 104. I was debate. I think I'm just going to go all weapons with my draft. Um, this is Battle Royale. <laughs> this is Battle Royale, so I'm going to go all weapons. I think I'm going to go classic, uh, just a, a scalpel. And if you want the model number, it's glass van, <laughs> surgical blade, carbon steel, number 11, sterile, disposable, individually wrapped, 2001T-11. <laughs> nice. All right, yeah, scalpel's on my list as well. That's that's pretty much the the standard tool in the hospital. It's a equivalent of a knife, basically. Yeah. All right, Ryan, what you got? The one hundred five. I'm sticking with keeping you guys at a distance. I am getting those hazardous needle containers that have all the old the old needles and just chucking them at you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're catching, but it ain't gonna be good. <laughs> I like it. I like the fact that you didn't go with like a clean needle. You're going with the dirty ones that have been thrown away that have all kind of nasty shit on it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right. So let's see. I'm up next. Um, y'all took a couple of mine. So I'm going to go with this next one. And this one, it's not only found in a hospital, but I feel like whenever I'm in a hospital, because they're always so washed out, you know, the, the hallways are always white. Everything is sterile. These things really stand out in a hospital. And I'm just going to get a fire, fire extinguisher. I can I can spray you with it first, and then I can flip it around, and I can hit you with it on the back of the head. So I'll, I'll take a fire extinguisher here at the 106. That's a good one. I like that one. Um, hmm. <laughs> I've got two options here. I think I'm going to go with the heavy bone mallet. Um, so it's basically <laughs> a, a hammer. And... I'm going to use that as my long distance weapon and just chuck it at you guys. <laughs> Be like the, the, the turtle from Mario that throws the hammers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Going with the hammer. Um, Ryan, you got the 108. We are going super defensive on this one. We are getting one of those suits that let no disease in. This full, you know, full, full body, body suit. bio suit. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to the infectious disease ward and barricading that up. Good luck getting <laughs> me, baby. You're going to regret it. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so I'm up last, and there's still a couple on my list that I like. Um, thinking of defensive things that I could use. 
more defensive than sick people. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> you, you taking that one. So I, I can't take that one. That one's definitely a good one. Um, so I have my crutches. I have my fire extinguisher. So I'm obviously going to be like in the middle of a fight with something. So let me get those x-ray jackets. Those big heavy things. Like, good luck trying to stick your scalpel through my X-ray jacket. So, uh, I'll wear one of those, swinging my crutches with my uh, my fire extinguisher. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a little interesting, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Wish we could get a simulation on this. Yeah. See how it goes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Put this to the test in real life. All right, that wraps up the nonsense draft. I need to get a sponsor for the non- nonsense draft, so I can you know give a little bit of a sponsor here. But uh, let's go ahead and like St. Jude, like St. Jude's Hospital. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect, perfect sponsor. <laughs> this this draft has been brought to you by. All right, let's get to some news and notes. News and notes from around the league. All right, first one here. Obviously, these are always uh, related to, towards injuries for the most part, uh, but we have a guy coming back from an inju- inju- injury, uh, hamstring injury he suffered in week one. They've opened up his 21-day practice window, and that's Mr. Deontay Johnson. Uh, we haven't heard yet, Shane, if he's going to uh, play this week, but let's just assume that he does play. If he's in your on your roster, are you firing him up week one? Or not Absolutely. week one, but the first yeah. week he's back? Absolutely. Um he is a target hog when he is on the field. And I even, I think even coming back from injury, that will remain the same. So I, I, and like I have teams where I had drafted him or acquired him in the off season and I'm hurting because he went on IR in week one. So at this point it's like, I don't care what you do. Just get in, just, just get on the field. Yeah. I I think I'm with you. I actually drafted him in the Scott fishbowl, which my team as, as many of y'all know is not, not very good at all. It's actually quite terrible. But he is coming back, so I get to at least put him into my lineup and hope he does something. What about you, Ryan? What are your thoughts on Deontay Johnson? And since you live in Pittsburgh, have you heard anything? Is he is he ready to go, you think? Uh, I haven't heard much Pittsburgh media this week. I've been working from home most days, uh, which is lucky for me, but bad for sports radio. But, like, I'm going to be a little hesitant at first. Like, this week, if he plays, I don't know if I'm fired Mox. He might be on a snap count. Coming off the IR is not always the best thing. Um, so... I don't know if we're talking about later when we're doing people were buying, but he, I think, is a super buy right now before he comes back. And I think before he plays. Yeah. Like if he plays this week, you're taking the chance. He plays great. If he plays good, the price just jump. If he plays bad, it goes down, but you can just buy now in the middle and be in good shape. Yeah. I like, but like I'm being patient with him. Hamstrings are always iffy and they might, he might be on a snap count or something like that. Yeah. I think it really comes down to who you replaced him with. Like, if you went out after week one and added, say, Puka Nakua, and he's your replacement, you're probably playing Puka Nakua over him this week. Um, but if your replacement right now at this point is like a KJ Osborne, um, I think I'm putting Deontay Johnson Ugh. in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ugh, is right. Ugh, KJ Osborne. Ugh. All right, let's move down to the next injury news. Uh, Justin Fields, doubtful for week seven. Um <sighs> Obviously, that hurts Justin Field owners, but what does it do for guys like DJ Moore and Cole Komet, Shane? I think this week they will be okay um, because they're playing Vegas, and Vegas is not very good uh, when it comes to defense. So I think those two guys are probably the only two that I'm super, super comfortable with uh, from a skills position standpoint. Um, but I would be... What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> limiting expectations sure that's what we'll go with yeah. um 
just because it's Tyler Bajan, and I had to pick him up in Superflex Leagues, and that just hurts. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? What are your thoughts on, on Justin Fields in this Pass. offense? Pass on everything. Like, I, don't, I don't want no parts to do that. They're on like third string running back. You only got two guys to guard, and you don't have that threat around it like you have with Fields. Hard pass. I want no. I think uh, I think Roshan's back. He's not officially back yet. He's, He's still, not official. Okay. Yeah. Even if he's officially back, I'm still very, very like cl- close to completely out as you can be. Because this yeah. ain't pretty, man. Yeah. It's gonna be an ugly game. That's for sure. It's gonna be. Yeah. If this is this is a game, I hope's not on TV here. Yeah. I think <laughs> on the other side of things too is Jimmy G might also be out, so we might have the battle of two not so oh, great. Oh dear God. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be ugly. Uh, all right, let's move to the Monday night game because this one's interesting. This one's always hard because they never give you a, a complete like in or out on these guys, but we'll put them together. Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey still not ruled out. They're considered day to day. So you got to make a decision probably on Sunday because I don't know who you're replacing these guys with if you keep them till Monday. Ryan, how are you handling this situation here with these two guys? Pray. Um, <laughs> right? Debo, I'm more comfortable replacing. Like, I think he's easier to replace. If I have, it's so hot. I, I pray I have San, San Francisco running back if I don't have McCaffrey because there's no one I really want to, which is how terrible the running back landscape is right now. I'm going to hold on hope, but I don't know if they're going to hurry him back, hurry either guy back against the Vikings because it's the Vikings without Justin Jefferson. I could see them benching them. I could see them just chilling. So I don't feel great about it. Like, I don't feel great at all. But you can't not have – you put uh, McCaffrey in the flex and, and pray plays or you have another option. Yep. Or you're starting KJ Osborne. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about you, Shane? What are your thoughts on these two guys? Are, are you making a decision on Sunday for these two? Yeah, prob- probably. So I was looking on uh, Sleeper. Both Jordan Mason and Elijah Mitchell are rostered on less than 50%. So if you've got a league where you are allowed to pick players up same day, um, I'd be more more comfortable starting CMC in that case. Um, Because if you then get the late out on Sunday night or Monday morning, then you've got a path to at least some points. That's obviously not going to be CMC level, but... Uh, I'd be more comfortable doing that. And then as far as it goes with Debo, I agree with Ryan. Like you can probably, if you don't know by Sunday, you can replace him a little bit more comfortably, I think, and just live with the consequences. Yeah, I'm I'm with you 100%. I think Debo has already kind of burned some uh, owners already, even on games that he's played the full game where he didn't play very well. So I think you probably already have a, a plan B for Debo. Um, if you were to to wait on Debo, I would assume that Ray Ray McLeod is the replacement. You can always add him, but he didn't do very well in his replacement last week, and again, he's not again things you don't want to do. They still have two good pass catchers. Yeah, you, you, you don't want to do it if you don't have to. That's for sure. Christian McCaffrey, I agree as well. You, you're going to have to pretty much put him in, hope that he plays, uh, and then hopefully you've got Elijah Mitchell or Jordan Mason. <laughs> Uh, even though I don't think either one of those guys are going to be very good either. I think they're going to sort of split carries and, and be very, yeah. you know, dependent on certain things in the in the offense. So I'm scared of both of them. So uh, tough situation for sure. Uh, let's see. What's what else we want to talk about here? Let's let's go to um, Anthony Richardson, likely out for the rest of the season. Um, and we're going to have, I'm assuming, Gardner Minshew for the rest of the season, Ryan. It didn't look very good last week. That's for sure. What are, you, what are your thoughts on this offense? Dude, it's just sad. 
Like, everything hurts. I think it's cool for the receivers, mainly Michael Pittman, who just got peppered again. Like, I'm cool with that. I think the running backs will be fine. It just sucks, man. And long term, I hate to be this guy, but he's been hurt twice in five games. Three times. Yep. And he's not protecting himself. They're obviously not protecting him the way they're playing him. I'm legit scared about Anthony Richardson long term. Yep. And on this organization on this team with Haltron. Like I'm very nervous about him. Like, I'm okay with the pass catchers. I think Gardner Menchu can keep that offense going. And it might be better for the skill position players outside of the running backs, which John Taylor's fine regardless. But like, man, long term this sucks. Yeah. And it's it's an issue. Like it's a really big issue. Yeah, I took a risk on him as my Kyler Murray replacement this year, and it oh. wor- works out when he's playing, but now, of course, he's going on IR, so my quarterback currently is Kyler Kyler practiced today, baby. Yeah, he, yeah, might, he did. You didn't put this on the notes, news and notes. Kyler's back. I don't know if he's back yet. He's practicing. Let's, let's not jump Kyler, again yet. Kyler is back. He's <laughs> slinging tutties in two weeks and, and posting that plus 2.0 kill death ratio. <laughs> 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 I love it. Shane, what are your thoughts on Richardson here in this offense? Man, I hate to just be, you know, like a a parrot here, but I agree with Ryan. Like, it sucks. It's really sad from a long-term perspective, uh, especially from a fantasy perspective, but also just for his career. Like, is it turning into Andrew Luck 2.0? Like, I hope not. Um, But kind of like Ryan said about being that guy, like, I was kind of thinking it before – he got hurt this time and was already missing time previously. It's like, okay, he's been hurt in two out of four games so far. And then the third time in the fifth game knocks him out for the rest of the season. Like that, you got to learn how to, to fix that at some point. Um, and either the organization's got to teach you, or you got to find somebody in the off season that's going to teach you. And I hope he does. Uh, Cause I wasn't super high on him uh, coming in for the draft, but what he's put up from a fantasy perspective is undeniable. Like yeah. he's going to be what everyone kind of thought he would be. Um, and it, it proved me wrong so far. And I, I'm really excited, but just, I, I want to see him healthy long term. Yeah, it's tough. And, and just to go to your point about the, uh, how much he's worth the fantasy, there was a stat put out the week before he got hurt. You know, we got CJ Stroud putting up record breaking numbers. And Mike Clay put a stat out that Anthony Richardson, despite missing an entire game and half of another game, was only six points behind Stroud, who's not getting any rushing yards. But it's crazy to think that that that's how valuable he is in the running game. Running QBs, baby. Yep. Got to love it in fantasy. Uh, Let's stick with the rookie here. And I want to talk about a guy that's been uh, kind of uh, getting a lot of hate on Twitter. Um, He kind of after the uh, Monday night game, you know, failed to record even a, a catch. Uh, he's a rookie who's been put in a class with some decent receivers, and he's getting a lot of flack, Mr. Quentin Johnson, which I know me and Ryan weren't very high on to begin with. Uh, I'm not sure where you fell with him, Shane, but um, people are giving up on him already. Are you ready to do that, Ryan? Are you giving up on him already at this point in the season? No. It's like, you got to be patient. He has to find this group. They've had some injuries there. Keenan Allen's just been an absolute just target monster. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't the most clean coming out. It's going to take some time. They like Josh Palmer, who's still that. Like, 
it's going to be, it's going to take some patience to get acclimated. He had drops in college. He's, I don't want to say he's a one trick pony, but he's limited on what he can do. I think you're going to see some hit games and you're going to see some games where he disappears. Like he could be, he could go three for 120 because he's a deep threat who can go up for the ball with a touchdown and he can go four targets, one catch, six yards. Like the realm of possibilities is endless. I think he's a boomer bust player leaning more towards the boss, but like you can't give up year one or we're just throwing everything away because yeah. the number two wide receiver right now is like 350 yards on the season for rookies. Yeah. It's just not, there hasn't been a ton of production throughout the position. Agreed. Outside of Puka. Yeah. We and still want Puka. Puka and Zane, like that's it. Are the only rookies who've done anything yep. out of the receivers. Yeah. Shane, what are your thoughts here on, on QJ? Where do you where were you following him when, during the draft? Are you were you high on this oh, guy? I was so out on him. He, they everyone that hyped him up for me pre-draft, it was like he's this monster in size, he's super fast, and he's gonna use his athleticism to go and win. Well, he came in two inches shorter than we thought. His 40 time was slower than what we thought, and he he's a body catcher. Like I was so far out on him. Like my comp for him is Devonte Parker and Jeff. I think you know how much I hate Devonte <laughs> Parker. Like I was out on him. So like I was waiting for you to ask, are you giving up on him yet? And I was like, you can't give up on him if you were never in. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. I think I legit have two shares uh, of him across Dynasty and Redraft, and that was just to kind of diversify the profile and take a shot in case he did hit. But I did not have very high hopes that he would hit. Um, even like next year when, cause I think Keenan Allen and both and Mike Williams, uh, can basically opt out or, or become free agents. Um, I still don't have a ton of high hopes for him. Yeah. Um, I, Mike I, Williams still only had 19 tar- or 19 receptions on the season. Yeah. It is the wide receiver too there because Keenan Allen gets everything, every yeah. target and Eckler. and Eckler. Like if, if Eckler is, and Keenan Allen are there, I don't feel like there's a ton of room for a third option. They're going to have to be uber, uber efficient. And Quentin Johnston to me is not that. Yeah. Yeah. I think as far as season long, I think I'm probably out dynasty. If I, if I own them, I'm definitely not dropping them, not selling them for cheap. I'm going to hold them and see what happens. You drafted them probably with some decently high draft capital. Don't give up this soon on them. All right, let's finish it out with some trade rumors. Uh, the rumor came out today that the Titans are exploring trade options for Mr. Derrick Henry. Uh, Shane, I want to go to you because Derrick Henry is one of those running backs that don't really fit the mold of a modern running back. He's more of no. your traditional, just run it down your throat kind of guy. Is there a place where he could go where he would have more value than he currently does with the Tennessee Titans? Baltimore baby. Ryan, I was like trying not to say it because you were here (laughs) and it feel but not it. It wouldn't happen. Uh, those two teams, those organizations hate each other. There's zero chance it would happen. Uh, Yeah. And he might be a spy. (laughs) He might be a spy. spy. (laughs) The only other one I think um Let me throw one out. What about Cleveland? That's exa- that was literally what I was about to say. It was Cleveland. Yeah, he kind of fits. Like he's kind of like Nick Chubb, basically, in the sense that ex- they don't catch passes. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. He fits the mold. I don't know what his contract looks like. So if it's like a one-year rental, I think that'd be okay because then that would supplement for Chubb. They, I, Cleveland, I think, has 
the best defense or the second best defense in the league right now. So they've got a shot to compete for that division. Sorry, Ryan. I still think Baltimore will pull it out, but Cleveland can compete for it. And I think if they get somebody like Derrick Henry that can replace Chubb for the year and and fit into their offense, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? Any teams besides the Ravens and Browns you like him for? I don't think he's traded. I really don't. Like, He's the face of their franchise just running out. I don't think they're going to get what they think they can get for him. Like, I don't think a team's going to send. They're going to be lucky if they get two. Unless yeah. you get a desperate contender. Um, I know it sounds awesome to say Buffalo, but he's not going to get ran like that in Buffalo. Nope. No. Like, and they don't prioritize the position. Like, there's just not. There's not teams out there who prioritize running back. And especially one who's making $16 million this year. Like. It's not a priority, and I don't think anybody's going to give up high draft capital or even mid-draft capital for a dude whose contract runs out at the end of the year and is 30. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's it's one thing to say we're going to explore opportunities to trade you, but it's another thing to actually find opportunities to get traded to. Like, he's... Like, know. there's no team that makes sense. Like, if you just look through the NFL, there's just no teams that really make sense. Dallas, maybe? Yeah, he the could be like Pollard, yeah. with Pollard, yeah, to to play that Zeke role that was last year, basically the touchdown guy, essentially. That's, I mean, he's better than that, and he would take all Pollard's run away. Yeah, but like, who else is it really going to be? There's just not a ton of teams who are running back. Maybe. What were you going to say, Shane? Miami. Just, Why? Their so, running backs are so... He's, they're all injured, though. Uh, but they get the hurt. They get hurt in four freaking games. <laughs> but it's not the way their offense works. I know. That's speak. why I like, hesitated to say it. But, yeah. like... Yeah, if, uh, if we're know. playing fantasy football, I would love to see Miami. But I think in, in real life, I don't think it makes any sense. No, I agree. Yeah. All right, let's get to some, uh, some spade or fade. Spade or fade. All right, so if you haven't been here this all season, this is basically our version of sit starts. A uh, couple guys we like, a couple guys that we don't like. Uh, the guys we like are gonna be spades. The guys we don't like, we're gonna be fades. So uh, Shane, why don't you give us? Let's let's do uh, spades first. Let's do give me one of your spades. Yeah. So my first, you want me to go three to one or one to three? Uh, it doesn't um, matter. Whatever right. order you want. I'm gonna go three to one, and I'm going with uh, Jacoby Myers here. Um, dude has been Mister Consistent all year and quarterback play really hasn't mattered for him either. Um, so I'm going Jacoby Myers here. They play Chicago uh, at Chicago. Yeah. I like that one. Myers has been, has been really good. I actually Dude, traded for him in one of my leagues. Cause he's I have been, been trying to trade for him everywhere. And I kept getting rejected. I was like, you bastards. <laughs> Funny. He, he got, to, he got moved to, to the Raiders and all of a sudden he knows how to catch touchdowns. I think he had one mm-hmm. touchdown his entire career up until, which is year. amazing because the Raiders never really score touchdowns. Exactly. He scores all of them. Apparently. Yeah. Ryan, what you got for your spade? Uh, I think we're getting nice. I think this is the bounce back week for Jay Waddle. We're going to see like a legit shootout and they're going to be tossing the ball a lot there to try to keep up with Philly in that offense. I think we get that breakout out of Waddle where he's sitting at wide receiver 37 right now. I think he's coming back. Yep, you stole my thunder because I had him as well. We talked about the Eagles defense uh, on our DFS podcast and they're the only team and I haven't checked this past week, but uh, I don't know if uh, 
Garrett Wilson reached this or not, but they're the only team to give up a wide receiver one or two game in every single game this season. Um, so Jalen Waddle definitely was one of mine as well. Their their pass defense is not very good. Run defense is awesome. Pass defense not so good. Uh, but since you stole my guy, uh, I'm gonna go. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the with the Monday night player. So uh, this guy's pissed off all of his owners as he usually does. You know, usually goes a couple weeks before he does anything huge. It is time for him to do another huge game. That's Mr. George Kittle. Uh, we already talked about Debo potentially being out. Christian McCaffrey potentially being out or limited. Uh, it'll be a George Kittle week. They'll find ways to get him uh, out in space. And like I said, he's done this all his entire career. You, you, he has that huge monster game. You think you can put him in your lineup. You do it. He burns you for a few weeks. And then you finally bench him. And then he goes off again. So it's that week for him to go off again. So I'll go spade George Kittle at, uh, at Minnesota Monday night. Let's go spades on this one, Shane. We'll go around and go fades this time. Okay, um, I'm gonna pick my favorite one out of these because I just put on my notes all Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, there you go. They're they're playing Cleveland. Cleveland is first in pass defense and second in rush defense. I'm sitting any Colt that I've got: Josh Downs, Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, Gardner Minshew. They're all all set. Even JT, huh? Even though you drafted him so high, not you probably got a discount on him. Probably not JT. But because the running back, I would con- so terrible. If right I now. had a replacement level player, then I'd consider it. That don't exist. Well, <laughs> not not this season. It does if you're in a zombie league. <laughs> fair enough. Fair point. All right, Ryan, what do you got for your fade? Um, my fade is gonna be Hollywood Brown. I know he's been playing out of his mind right recently. Huh? What'd you say? He's I just, said I don't like that. He's just making a face. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I just think that the QB switch about to come. I just think it's gonna, I think it's gonna collapse a little bit. Yeah, it it, it didn't look good. Um, it, was it last week that he didn't do very well? Last week he kind of had a dud game because um, I had him in DFS last week and he kind of burned me. But yeah, I can definitely see where that would be a situation to avoid. All right, for my fade. Um, all right, so my fade, you're going to play this guy, and you're starting him. I'm just going to temper expectations here with this guy. Uh, it's B. John Robinson. That, okay. that defense is legit. I, I hate to say it. They, they look really, really good. B. John Robinson has had a couple dud games in a row now. I think the, after this game, I think the wheels are up, but I think Bijan this week struggles a little bit. Um, obviously, like I said, you're still playing Bijan. You're not benching him. But I just wouldn't expect a huge game from Bijan this week, so I'll take my fade as Bijan Robinson. Uh, let's go back the opposite way, Ryan. Give me a spade. Um, my, sp- oh, my oh spade. Sorry, I was thinking spade. spade there. Um, because I was just gonna go right back to the Bears for a second. <laughs> um, dude, I had I blanked on it. I'm going with. This spade is gonna be Jahan Dotson. Ooh, I love you so the, much. The, Gi- the Giants are on the struggle train. We see those flashes out of the Commanders, and it's not something's not clicking. And not gonna be playing a terrible Giants defense to find the wide receiver who works right. I love you so much, and I hope you are so right. Yeah, he's he was another one of my Scott Fishbowl ads that I was super excited about. That's kind of killed me a little bit. Yeah, he's hurting me in a lot of areas. I bought in heavy this offseason. As did I. What you got for a spade, Shane? 
Spade. Um, well, Ryan's talked me out of one of my spades, so I'm not going to mention them. Uh, I'm actually going to steal a teammate of Jahan Dotson and go Brian Robinson here. Um, yeah. Same thing. They're playing the Giants. Robinson's actually quietly having. Hold on. I have all my players pulled up. Uh, quietly, an RB. He's RB fifteen. Uh, getting anywhere from ten to nineteen touches a game, um, and putting up pretty consistent fantasy points. He's had a cup, two single digit games, but everything else has been d- double digits. Uh, he scored two touchdowns against Denver. I could see a similar output against the Giants because they're equally as bad as Denver. Yeah, I like that call. Um, all right, my spade has a caveat, and the caveat is that his quarterback has to start and play this game, which we still don't know the answer to. Oh, uh, no. But they took off the training wheels on this guy. He was everybody's probably tight end one or tight end two coming into the rookie oh. class. Uh, Mr. Cool. Mike, Michael Mayer for the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders nice. playing against Chicago. Uh, he looked really good last week. I uh, can't think of his stat line right now, but I think he had like 19 points in one of my uh, tight end premium leagues that I'm in. But if you need a tight end and Michael Mayer happens to be on the waiver wire, for whatever reason, go grab him. I think he's going to have a monster rest of the season. Um, they've taken the training wheels off. So Michael finally, Mayer, yes. Thank thankfully. Cause yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty before that, but it's definitely looking. I was like worried. I, like I was heavy on Michael Meyer tight end one. And Oh, I was getting worried after yeah. four weeks, and then he finally started to look good. And it's like you should have some patience in fantasy football. Yeah, yeah I don't know what that is. I, I, think, I think people saw Laporta going off too. Like well, that should be Michael Meyer, and then yeah. so, but he's he's got his chance now. Uh, you want to do one more? I'll give you your choice: a spade or a fade. Shane, what you got? Uh, I'm gonna go fade, and I'm actually I, I'm gonna go similar to like you went with Bijan here where I think you're probably starting this guy no matter what, um, but I am trying to say temper expectations. That's the word I was looking for earlier. <laughs> Dumbass. Um, temper expectations on Travis Etienne. They're playing New Orleans. New Orleans is a good, good rush defense. And if we go look at Etienne's stats, uh, the two weeks that he has had, uh, we'll call them dud games for him, Kansas City and Atlanta. Uh he had they were top 10 rush defenses yeah so i don't know what happens with the jaguars offense as a, a jags fan it's like it's frustrating it's well, like you're a jags fan yeah it was I voted didn't existed i didn't know this existed in real life it was voted on twitter <laughs> it, yeah okay um, okay that makes sense i was like i didn't know they really existed i thought it was just like like a myth like a dragon or like Loch Ness monster <laughs> well now you, now you've seen it you've seen bigfoot um but whenever they get into those tough kind of, we'll call them smash mouth games, at least when it's the offense versus the defense, they don't run the ball enough. And so I think that's going to severely limit ETN's ceiling. And he is a, a fade for me this week. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> another thing they can limit the ceiling as well. We didn't talk about it in the news and notes is uh, Trevor Lawrence is also questionable. If he's not playing yeah. whatever reason, the offense is not going to be anywhere near. Everybody. Then fade everybody. Yep, yeah. 100%. He Ryan. didn't practice, I think, both days. Sorry. Yeah, limited, I think. So they haven't officially ruled him out. It's a quick turnaround, so who knows if he'll play or not. They're playing on Thursday night. Ryan, what you got for either a spade or a fade? I'm fading somebody that you mentioned in passing, and that's Sam Laporta. Baltimore has given up two points a game to the tight end position. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, Seriously? Yeah, two points per game. And I'm sorry, that'd be standard. Let me check. double-check PPR. Uh, 4.2 in PPR points. 
to the tight end position. Hashtag not They're good. so strong up the middle with Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, Kyle Hamilton. Like, they're going to erase him. I don't know. It's not going to be on Monroe, but who's going to get erased? But I think Laporta could be not be a factor. Yeah, I like it. All right, so I'll, I'll round us out here with another fade, and I'm going to fade. It's going to be multiple players grouped together. Um, fade all of the Rams running backs, whichever one you think is going to get most of the carries. It doesn't matter. I think they're all going to be terrible. <laughs> what was that? I said they probably won't. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be. Yeah, it's just not. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be. I know everyone thought, oh, Kyron Williams kind of came out of nowhere, and maybe one of these guys can come out of nowhere too. I think Zach Evans is the current leader of the of the potential starters, and you know he was the third string running back, getting little to no work whatsoever. So there's a reason for that. So I will fade if I can. Obviously, if you you know are hurting for running backs, like I am in one of my leagues, maybe you got to play one of these guys, but. If you have an option, you know what, don't play him. Kyron Williams isn't good either. He was doing well. Shut your mouth. <laughs> All right, let's do some buy or sell. What you gonna do? Buy or sell? All right, Shane, it is like halfway through the NFL season and, um, you know, you're looking at your team now. Either you're selling off some pieces, trying to trying to get better, or you're going to be buying some pieces uh, because you realize you got some guys on your bench that are pretty decent that would start for other teams. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, one of your one of your buys here. Who are you buying at this point in the season? Yeah, I'm going with my favorite buy here, um, and it's uh, running back Isaiah Pacheco for the Chiefs. So looking at their rest of season schedule, it is juicy. Uh, they've got the Chargers. They've got Denver. They've got the Chargers twice, but one's week 18, so we don't count that. Um, but they've got the Chargers, Denver, Miami, Philly, Vegas, Green Bay, Buffalo, New England, and Vegas, and then Cincy. And when I was looking, all of those seemed to struggle at least somewhat uh for fantasy running backs and if we look at pacheco's kind of last season he really didn't take off until after their bye week which was week eight um so week 10 or week 11 10.7 points week 12 15.6 week 13 16.2 week 14 12.3 and those are all similar appointments chargers rams cincy denver like i really think he's going to explode compared to where he is currently yeah i like that call ryan what you got for your buy dude i'm doubling down on my boy jake london i know he started out completely hot garbage and he's sitting at wide receiver 30 right now but the last few last two games uh ritter is finally learning to get him involved and positive things happen when you get him nine targets and 12 targets back-to-back weeks that's a big part of that offense if they want to succeed. And he has, nice, like I said, he has a nice little stretch of games coming up. So it's definitely worth a buy for me. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, so my buy is going to be a guy that I was going to actually put as my spade, but I decided to move him down in, into a buy because I think you can get him cheap right now. And now I'm going to say you're going to want to buy them, buy him before this week. But then after this week, it's a little bit of a tough stretch before he hits the stretch run where at the end of the season, you really can pay off. Uh, And that's DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf has got the Cardinals this week. I think he's going to have a huge monster game. Uh, But then he's got uh, Cleveland and Baltimore to back him up. So he might be a little bit down in those two games. 
But to finish the season up, I know this sounds like I'm going to say this team, you're like, why, why is this team on there? But the 49ers are on there twice. And I know they, everyone thinks that we're a great defense, and we are a good defense, but we, we struggle against the pass, and we especially struggle against DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf has absolutely killed us in the past. We have, they, they have the San Francisco 49ers twice, week 12 and week 14. Then they have the aforementioned Philadelphia Eagles in week 15 if you're in the playoffs. I mentioned how bad their pass defense is. So I think you buy Metcalf now, you start him for this week, he's going to have a blow-up week, his price is going to go up. And then for the next few weeks, he might be a little bit of a struggle. And then down the stretch, he's really going really to pay off for you. So go out and get DK Metcalf if you can. Let's do a sell, Shane. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm selling Trevor Lawrence. Wow. Um, his end of season stretch is, is tough. Um. New Orleans, Pittsburgh, right before the bye, that's fine. But then San Fran, Tennessee, Houston is actually surprisingly good, good against the pass. Cincy, and then I think it was the uh, the playoff stretch, and right before Cleveland, Baltimore, Tampa, and Carolina. Um, and for some reason, like all of those players, like I'm just looking at the the schedule on on sleeper, and all of those teams were red or orange, which means they're going to be a tougher matchup. He's not like. I love the guy, obviously, but his points per game so far is not he's sitting at QB 15. So, like, he's not been producing to the level that you want. Um, I may wait till after the Pittsburgh game and then fire his ass out of there. Yeah. Yeah, I took him in one of my leagues. He's been killing me. I'm actually starting uh, CJ Stroud over him currently. Uh, and it's been fun. I started uh, Sam Howell over him two weeks ago in yeah. multiple leagues. Yeah tough right now ryan what you got for yourself all right i'm getting a little controversial i feel like on this one do it and i'm not saying he's gonna do bad i'm saying the dip's coming and this is the highest you're ever gonna sell him for and that's puka nikula i love it but like he was thriving because he was a target monster his three games over 100 yards we saw 15 targets 20 targets 10 targets um, last week, he only had seven with Cooper Cup back. Matt Stafford loves Cooper Cup. They have a podcast together. They do everything together. They go on walks on the beach together. I think they share <laughs> girlfriends. Bro, he is not out. He's not getting the ball enough with Cooper Cup around. If he goes down, I'll be wrong. But if it's both of them there, he's the wide receiver, too, on that team. Yeah. And while that's probably still good enough to be wide receiver, two in fantasy, you can trade him for more than that. Yep. Get the most you can. Yep, get the value while you can. I agree. I, I actually sold Puka Nakua when he was a little bit more, uh, worth a little bit more during the beginning of the season in one of my dynasty leagues, and I'm kind of happy about it right now because I think he's going to start falling off a little bit. I think so too, yeah. All I right. almost put him on here too, Ryan, so I love that call. <laughs> my sell is currently the wide receiver three in fantasy. Uh, and I want to sell him now, not because I think he's going to fall off production-wise. I don't know if he makes it to the season healthy. And that's You're an ageist. Ad- Adam Thielen is the wide receiver ageist. three currently I right like now. It. And he's the oldest one on the podcast. He's allowed to be an ageist. <laughs> yeah, they're all younger than me by a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> Thielen's older than me. <laughs> yeah, Thielen is the old man, and he's he's had a couple uh, unhealthy seasons the last couple of years, and he is an absolute beast right now. He's been a DFS monster. He's been great for your fantasy team. 
he's been awesome. I just I question whether or not he can make it through an entire season. And his his value right now is as high as it'll ever be. Now they are going into a bye week, so you have a hard time selling him right now. But coming out of the bye week, if you could try to move him, uh, just to sort of you know, if you can get receiver three type uh, package for him for the rest of the season, I think I would take that. All right, let's go ahead and do our underdog pickums. Prop bet of the week. All right, let me bring up the underdog screen here. We've been, we've been really, we've been screwing the pooch on this. Yeah, I think last <laughs> week the you and uh, the other Shane, Shane Manila, both went with Thursday night games, so we knew uh, after Thursday we weren't going to get the, we weren't going to get it because <laughs> both of those yeah, we, props. We we, re- we really screwed the pooch last week. Yep, we definitely did. All right, Shane, change our luck this season. What you got for your first leg here? I'll see what I can do. I'm going Gus Edwards under 44 and a half rush yards. Gus Edwards under 44 and a half. Sorry, Ryan. That's okay. What's the, the Gus what's Gus. your reasoning behind it? Any, any reason you don't like Gus this week? Uh, they're playing Detroit, who's the number one rush defense, and he, uh, if I looked correctly, that's why he's on here. Um his last four games were 51 yards against Indy, 48 against Cleveland, 48 at Pittsburgh, and then 41 at Tennessee. Um, so he's just kind of declined. Yep, I like it. And I, I agree. I think it's going to be a tough matchup. Detroit has been been really, really, They're really good. They're really freaking good. They are. All right, Ryan, what you got for your for I, leg two here? I am going Alvin Kamara over four and a half receptions against the Jags. Um, the obviously Kamara, he's hit over that every single time, uh, every, every time but one so far since he's been back. And the Jags are giving up six catches a game to uh, running backs. Yeah, Kamara. I mean that one. He, that that's, one week he had thirteen catches. So that's been insane. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty crazy. Four, four and a half receptions feels low. Yeah, yeah agree. I like that a lot. All right, and mine. And I actually forgot. I forgot which one. I, oh no, I know what it is. I remember it was yeah, two. Tua Tungavailoa, I'm going higher on passing yards, and here's why. Uh, I took his uh, his season-long um, higher than four-and-a-half, 300-yard passing games. He's already at three, uh, so I think he can go over four. I've mentioned multiple times on the podcast how bad the Eagles' pass defense is. Uh, I think that he is going to pass all over this team. And I think he gets his 300 yards. So the over the the higher number is 273 and a half. I think he gets over 300 this week and smashes that. Dude, especially after that press conference today. I didn't see it. I uh, only saw a clip. Like they, 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 they asked McDaniel if he was assistant quarterback. And he said, I'm about to flip this podium to the F over <laughs> because this is a stupid question. Dude, he's on a throw. He's on a throw for a lot. God, I hope so. Yeah, I love Tua so so much. Yeah, I actually predicted uh, preseason that he'd be the MVP, and so far, I think he's got the second best odds to be the MVP right now. Someone tweeted about that today. Oh, I wish I could remember who it was. Um, but it he it was he's like first in every category, but like one. Yep. Like. He's, he's crushing beast. it. Just got to stay healthy. As long as he can stay healthy, yep. I think he's golden. Yep. All right, just to recap our picks here, we are going lower on Gus Edwards, 44.5 rushing yards. We are going higher on Alvin Kamara, 4.5 receptions, and higher on Tua Tungavailoa, uh, 273.5 passing yards. All right, let's hope. We haven't had a winning week this week, so, all right, this year so far. Oh. So uh, 
it's, it's not been a good week for our good year for us. We're hoping to fix that this week. Hopefully I can do that for you. <laughs> All right, let's close it out with some listener questions here. Go ahead. Ask me anything. All right, first one here, Shane, and we'll just kind of go back and forth between the two of you. The first one is from Jordan Zachary on, uh, on Facebook. It's a 12-team super flex. Uh, it's obviously Dynasty. And it's a it's a trade. So on one side of the trade, you got Richardson uh, AR and a mid twenty four first. On the other side, you got JT, uh, Brock Purdy, and Christian Kirk. <laughs> this is hard because of Richardson's injury. I I'm going to answer this with a caveat. If you are a contender, I want the the JT side. If you are rebuilding or going towards a rebuild, I want the Richardson side easily. Yeah. And it, it's very like, I'm very tempted to take the Richardson side either way. If you can handle having him on your IR spot. Yeah. I think I'm going Richardson side as well for, for some of the same reasons. I think JT, we still aren't sure what's going to happen with JT in the off season. Um, uh, you know, as far as the, the team with the, with Richardson being injured there and, and what direction they're going to go. Uh, Purdy, I love Purdy. I'm a I'm a fan, obviously, but uh, I, I, in fantasy, I'm not sure if I'm I'm trusting it. Christian Kirk is is a good solid receiver, but I think the mid first and Richardson, you potentially have a top ten, top eight quarterback, and you could well, go ahead. I was just gonna say, with it being super flex, that mid twenty four first is actually really really valuable. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there are. Like I think you were getting ready to say eight quarterbacks. Like they're legit could be eight quarterbacks that go in the first round of the NFL draft this year. Yeah. Um, it is stupid how good this quarterback class is if they all come out. Even if they don't all come out, it's gonna be really good still. Agreed. And if you don't get one of the quarterbacks, maybe you end up with uh, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. Like oh um <laughs> Yeah. Keon Coleman, baby. There, there you go. It's a deep class for sure. All right, Ryan, this one's for you. This one's from Farhan, and I'm not even going to attempt to say his last name, so we're just going to go with Farhan on Facebook. Um, He's been offered Jalen Warren or Jerry Judy for Jamison Williams and a 24-3rd. Basically, it's kind of a a heat check on Jamison Williams. Um, What do you think of either of those guys for Jamison Williams? Keep keep Jamison Williams. Like, Jalen Warren is a flash in the pan, even as good as... Everybody wants him to be. He's still not oh, getting carries God. over Najee Harris, who's running in quicksand. Jerry Judy, as Steve Smith said, is a wide receiver three. And we've kind of seen that we the ceiling has passed. James Williams just hasn't played. I this is like taking what has the most upside. And he's the only thing there with upside. And the third, I mean, is Warner Judy really worth that much more than the third by themselves? Whoa. <laughs> Judy is. I don't know. Okay, Judy might be worth a second. Yeah. At this point, but barely. Yeah, I'm with you. It's it's Williams for me as well. I I watched a um a clip. I think it was Brian Baldinger on TikTok, and you know, obviously we've seen the route that he ran. They caught the touchdown where he changed his view twice and ended up flipping around catching it. But he showed up another play where he was running full speed down the left sideline, stopped on a dime and. The, the DB was five yards behind him because he had no idea that he even stopped. Um, unfortunately, the pass was no good and he ended up missing it. But uh, it just kind of showed you how good of a player he can be if he can get on the field. And stay yeah, th- this isn't close to me. Yeah. Agreed. Like, there's no parts close. Agreed. And you know what? Jerry Judy is probably worth a third. I wouldn't do that myself. 
But I wouldn't pay more than a third for him. Yeah. Would you offer Would you offer a second for Jerry Judy to yeah. team right now? No, no, I would not. Not a single one of them. But huh? I would, but a twenty four second. We just talked about how good that class is. I don't know. I, a twenty four second, maybe a twenty five, because you don't believe in the future. But like, I'm not. You just made you point. made Shane sound like he was like some kind of conspiracy theorist. You don't believe in the future. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, I. It made sense to me because of my impatient comment earlier. <laughs> All right, let's do the next one here from Mel Hernandez on Facebook. Uh, and this one's tough. You got to keep one of these guys. You have to keep one, Shane. You got to keep one. It's a six point. I think he meant to say six point passing touchdowns. I would assume so. Yeah, he said six point rushing, but I think he's meant to say six point passing. So keep one. Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, or Daniel Jones. Which one are you going with? It's not Mac Jones. I can tell you that. Is Mac that... Jones can be fired into the sun. <laughs> um. Holy shit. This is bad. This is like a, it's like one of those games where you like to pick the worst of the three. Because, I mean, none of these are like really good I'm options. going Zach Wilson. Holy shit, I'm going Zach Wilson. <laughs> um, yeah. And, no, and my, my reasoning is that Daniel Jones scheduled the rest of the year. Just eyeballing it looks tougher. Um, when it comes to passing, like... The Jets have the Giants, the Chargers, the Raiders, Buffalo, Miami. Uh, Atlanta and Houston are actually pretty tough against the pass, but then Miami, Washington. Championship week is Cleveland. I'm hoping you're not having to play Zach Wilson in championship week. If you are, then my prayers are up to you anyway. (laughs) All right. Last one here, uh, Ryan. And this I'm, is glad you, I'm glad you got the answer to that, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I felt right. that way about yours, and then I saw that, and I was like, yeah, I should have taken the other one. <laughs> I, I'd try to trade one of them for, like, Garner Minshew or, like, a ham sandwich. <laughs> All right, last one here from Killer77506, and it's just a simple, would you drop Hunter Henry to pick up Michael Mayer? Uh, I'm assuming this is redraft. Redraft, yes. It's definitely not dynasty. It's a redraft league. I guess so. Like, I think in redraft, both of these guys are matchup dependent tight ends at this point in their career. Mayor may have a higher upside, but they're both matchup dependent. Like, there's nothing I really am excited about. You can go with whoever you want to play there. I know it seems like a cop out, but I really, out of these two at this point, I just don't care. Yeah, tight ends like, are after, tight ends are tough after, in general. Like, tight end ten, or hey, you know what? Who even got twelve tight ends this year? Which neither of these guys are, are there. I'm good. I don't need that. I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, I think I I'd go with Michael Mayer just for the upside the rest of the season. If he yeah, but I said I'd rather I would literally rather just play the matchups, play the matchups, and just work the waiver wire and tight end all year. Yeah. Isn't Kansas City relatively bad against tight ends this year? They are. We did it. That on. would make me lean Meyer because they've got Kansas City in Week 12 and Week 16 still. So that's yeah, that's a good point. KC is let's say they're about they're about average. They're midway okay. through. Midway. They're giving up nine and a half points to tight ends. All right, let's get to our last segment of the night. Get ready. For goingfor2.com's Forgotten Fantasy Player of the Week. 
All right. One thing I have to do for guests that have been on the show multiple times, because uh, you may have been on when we didn't do it this way, but don't tell us who your player is. Give us uh, give us hints and clues. And me and Ryan are going to guess. I didn't know if you would know, okay. if you knew I that or not. I can't remember if we did this or not before when I've come on, um, but I did read the show sheet and the instructions. So I I had some hints ready to give you. Good stuff. Um, the first one of that being this player's best year was in 2007. 2007. All right. I was 12 years old. <laughs> Your age really gave that away. <laughs> um, Freddie first down Mitchell. Nope. <laughs> I, I, All right. I need more than 2007. Yeah, I need way more than 2007. All right. He was wide receiver three behind Randy Moss and Terrell Owens. Brandon Marshall. Nope. Eric Decker. No. All right, keep going. Can we get AFC or NFC? AFC. AFC, okay. Good question there. Um, Would his stat line help you? It sure. might. Okay, 153 targets, 80 receptions, 1,289 yards, and 16 touchdowns. The area is 2007. Emmanuel Sanders? Nope. In that- How many touchdowns did you say? 16. Six. Mary Thomas. Nope. Damn, this is tough. Is it, was this his only good season, or this is just this is his best season? This was his best season. He had, I think, one or two other relatively good Josh Gordon. No. AFC. Okay, I will give you a hint, though. Yeah. It is that division. TJ Huzmanzada. Nope. It's probably, probably too, too, uh, too far back for that one. Uh, 2007 in that division. I know it's not. We can limit the Ravens because I know the Ravens. Not a Ravens because yeah. we don't have receivers. Definitely uh, not a Ravens. <laughs> it wasn't. It, yeah. Oh my God. Um, he has played. Antonio Holmes. Nope. Uh, I feel like Holmes is. Heinz Ward never had that many touchdowns. No, and I think that's probably too long ago. Sixteen touchdowns. Who was the receiver that played for the Browns, had one really good season? That was Josh Gordon. No, it was or Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor, that's no. what I was thinking of. No, he, no, Terrell Pryor was still in high school then, because I remember going to watch him see. I went and saw him in probably like 07 or 08. But he did peak up at the, the, the Cleveland so Browns. So he has played for the Browns. Okay. He has also played for the Jets, the 49ers, and the Seahawks. Who the hell? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> he, had that, he had that season on the Browns. On the Browns. And he played for my Niners, too. He had two other 120-plus uh, target seasons with the Browns, and then he had a 101-target season and a 94-target. Actually, he had a 101-target season with the Jets, and then he had a 94-target season that he split with the Jets in Cleveland. So he was traded in the middle of the season to... Do you want that year, the year he was traded? Yeah, let's, let's do it. What's the year? Two, 2009. Damn, so he had his big, huge year, and then it was traded, literally. It was, it was a wide receiver? A wide receiver. Wide receiver. Traded two years later. I'm drawing blanks on Browns receivers. I've already named all the ones I can think Dude, of. Dude, I know. Like, it's not Josh Cribbs. Okay, I'll give you all another, uh, another yeah. hint that I yeah. think will... If you know this player, it'll solidify it for you. He 
from what I remember, he had the dropsies. He dropped a lot of passes. And was kind of known for that in Cleveland. I feel like because you used to be a Cleveland fan. That's why you know that. <laughs> oh, you used to be oh, um, Yeah, you went from Cleveland to the Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, wait. There's Dude, a stop, in, there's a a stop in between that you're forgetting. Yeah, the Panthers. 150 targets and eight. Catch eight catches should or eighty catches should tell us that. I know in sixteen touchdowns. I mean that's like that's crazy. How the hell did we not think of a receiver with sixteen touchdowns? He went to college at Michigan. He was drafted in two thousand five. Oh no, it wasn't Mario Manningham. No, he was the Giants. Giants. Oh man, you got to give it to us. I think Ryan, we got to call this one. Huh? We're gonna have to call it. I don't know if we're we gonna can... have to call it. Yeah. How do you stop us? Braylon Edwards. Oh my god, yes. Oh, Braylon <laughs> Edwards. <laughs> Holy I didn't even Dude, I remember him so soon as you good. said it. I'm like, oh, so upset. <laughs> we could have been here all night. I wouldn't have got that one. That's wow. <laughs> I didn't even know he had a season that good. Yep. Holy crap. That's a good one. It was pull. so weird. It was like Dude, it's his, I can like picture. He's like six two. He's a big body wide receiver. Yep. He was yoked. Who was the quarterback of that season? I have no idea. Let's go find out. You got it, Ryan. It's uh, it's that one. I bet you it's that year that uh, they had that one quarterback. that Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson. That's Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to say, when I asked if it was a receiver, like a double check, Uh I was thinking it was Keller Winslow because he went from the Browns to the Jets. Uh That's right. Wow. And he was on that team that year. Braylon Edwards, that was, that was an awesome goal. pull. That was great. Thank I don't you. know if Jamie's still in the chat or not. He's the Browns fan. He wasn't guessing, so I'm guessing Dude, he... Jamie definitely ditched because he would have got that. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he must have fallen that. asleep. <laughs> wow, good pull, Shane. I love it. Great Thank job. You. All right, man, that wraps the podcast up. Go ahead and give us uh, your Twitter handle one more time, Shane, and uh, if you want to plug anything. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at FFShaneB. Uh, check out all of our rankings on RotoHeat.com. I do Dynasty Superflex Startup, uh, 2024 Rookies, and Devi. Um, and then obviously stay tuned probably around the beginning of the year slash Super Bowl for Polly's Playoff Year 5. Uh, Polly's Playoff is going to, like, I'm doing a lot of good different stuff to make some super cool changes I'm really excited about. So. Um, Make sure you sign up. Best ball next year, I hope. That's part of it. Yeah, I like it because yeah, I, I've got too many leagues and I, I want to stay in Polly's playoffs. So if it's best ball, I can do it for sure. Sweet. Love it, Ryan. What you got going on? Uh, Twitter Foss five three four here Wednesday nights and over at the Dynasty Big Board podcast on the Rookie Big Board Network comes out Wednesday mornings. Good stuff. As always, guys, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert seventy seven. Uh, please check the website out. It's it's going for two dot live. Uh, like I said, you can listen to the audio there. You, we have a, all of our videos are there as well. We have show synopsis. Uh, every episode's you know description is a is a is a article out there. So it's it's pretty cool. Check it out. Going for two dot live. All the links to everywhere: Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you want to follow it at. It's all at the website. Um, for Ryan, for Shane, I'm Jeff, and we will see y'all next week. <laughs>